0: What's up everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne, Bing, Justin Davis, Scoop, and very special guest Ryan McCaffrey, host of IGN's Xbox Podcast, Podcast Unlocked joins us Twice tonight. in one week, Damon. I get to see well, you twice in one week. This is a good thing. We, uh, we do our show Next in Console Watch every week. We just recorded that yesterday. And I want to have Ryan on the show today, uh, not only because he's always great, a great guest, has been in the been in the business a very long time, longer than even myself, I believe. Uh, but we're also, since it's uh, we've ticked over to a new month, that means it's time to flip through an old video game magazine. And this week, we've got the holiday 2006 issue of official Xbox magazine, an issue that oh, no. Ryan... An issue that Ryan worked on is. is oh yeah, no!
1: I wonder what reviews I wrote in that one because <laughs> if it was the holiday issue, that means it was all the big, all the big fall games.
2: Is that 360's launch year? No, that
1: was a I year into it. I said '06, right, Damon? Oh, yeah. so, but but that was that's Gears of War one for it's sure. Gears of War.
0: Yep. The big cover story is the world first reveal of, of Gears of War one. So, cool. cool. That'll be fun to flip through. Uh, but first. Some general housekeeping. Next week is the Game Awards. They're happening Thursday, December 8th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And along with the the awards, there's always a bunch of big announcements, new trailers, uh, new games revealed. And you're gonna be able to watch all that on IGN along with our exclusive pre- and post-show coverage. Uh, So please be excited for that. Oh, we're looking at it right now. Fast on the B-roll, Tayo. Impressive. Uh, That's next week, Thursday 8th. Thursday the 8th Game Awards. Watch it on IGN. Uh, so, let's begin this week. Before we hop into our magazine, let's begin with uh, uh, a listener mail. So, let's go ahead and check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, you remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN. Just like oh. Big Tony oh. style. Oh! big tony style big tony style says we're just one month away from wrapping up 2022 but i feel like this has been one of the most bizarre gaming years of my life the highs were high with the likes of Elden ring and god of war but i feel like the year was marred with delays long stretches of no significant significant releases you are not wrong, Big Tony Style. That said, there was still more than enough to play, so much that I haven't been able to play many games I want to, like Mario Plus Rabbits, Tactics Ogre Reborn, and Bayonetta 3, to name a few. I'm curious, as the year comes to a close, what games will you try to finish up in the coming weeks? And what are some notable games you likely won't get around to? So, is everyone else still working their way through God of War Ragnarok? Yes. Yep. Still, uh, still I'm uh, yeah, my I've, way. I've,
2: taking my swim time, trying not to rush. I have a quest breaking bug I encountered, and I just have Mm. to maybe wait for a patch to finish that quest. It's not a main quest, it's a side quest. But it's about getting these dogs in a cage, and the dogs just think there's an invisible wall there. And I've insulted everybody who's beat that so far, and they're like, you're doing it right. But they just won't go Mm. in that cage.
0: It's the worst. Will you just, can you just move on and leave that side quest behind? It's a
2: side quest, but I'm I'm 100%ing at least the favors in regions. So it's driving me a little bit crazy, honestly. Mm, This is at Vanaheim,
0: which is a cool area. Justin. Uh I finished it. Oh, there you Loved go. It. There you go. What's can you so what what are your sort of like final summary? Oh. No no spoiler thoughts. I oh man. The, this it's hard to
3: talk about it in not spoiler terms because my enduring impression of it is kind of story related and characterization and and this is not a spoiler, but just speaking very generally, like the story kind of goes exactly where you expect it's going to go, but how it gets there is very interesting. And then it also, I don't know, it also leaves you on your toes and ends in a way, it's hard to talk about this vaguely, but (laughs) I found that and it's very, very satisfying and very good. And it's not like, oh, what a twist. I didn't see that coming. And yet you're not going to see it coming. Like really interesting stuff happens. I was very satisfied and thought it ended on just an excellent note.
0: I was, I was also satisfied just in, um, I, I, again, we're avoiding spoilers, but would you agree, I don't really know where the series goes from there. Yeah. It's really interesting, right? Like
3: it's just, it's very, the storytelling for like big blockbuster video game is, um, you know, the last of us is really kind of a risk taking game and so is God of war in a lot of
0: ways. Mm-hmm. So Ryan, you're still working your way through God of war. Anything else you're trying to like, wrap up before the end of the year?
1: Uh, I You know, I am really eager to dive into High on Life, which mm-hmm. is an Xbox exclusive that we're getting in, like, less than two weeks, I think, mm-hmm. from today as we record this on December 1st. So, uh, but I, I, I know I got to get through God of War first before I can get to that. And then there's, I got to say, I, I shot a video uh, about The Witcher 3 Next Gen the other mm-hmm. day. Yeah. And that's a game that I purposely didn't spend more than just a couple hours with it back in 2015. Because I was honestly just I knew I'd never finish it being a hundred fifty hour plus game, but I I don't know man I I really love the Netflix show and I kind of yeah. want to play more of it now that it's going to kind of come back to us as a as a fresh you know with a fresh coat of next gen polish on it. But again, I have no I have no designs on finishing that game, but I do <laughs> want to spend some more time with it. So yeah, it's it's kind of uh, we waited all year for games, particularly if you're an Xbox guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And now it's just pouring video games right yeah. at the end of the year.
0: I'm still trying to finish up uh, Return to mm-hmm. Monkey Island The game. Mm-hmm. It's it's longer than I expected. It's actually yeah, pretty. Do pretty finish it
1: because yeah. I, I, A, I want to talk to you about how <laughs> how how the ending goes. Uh, and and number two, it's just the way it ends is uh, it's I don't know. I don't want to like Justin. I want to be wary of spoilers, but it's it's a beautiful conclusion and I, I i hope you'll you'll see it through damon i am wrapping up uh the golden keys i think i've gotten okay. all of those so you got you got some ways to go
0: oh my gosh it already feels so long <laughs> <laughs> um there's that and then i wanted to, i want to play vampire survivors which is something justin has been oh you're gonna love it yeah. you're, you're gonna love it, yeah, it seems... it's on game pass check it out yeah so i need to do vampire survivors callisto protocol is out tomorrow i'll definitely play that and then the only other thing um that I want to try to wrap up is I, n- I haven't played Neon White yet and I've heard lots of great things about that.
3: But it's coming to it's coming to other consoles. Yes, yeah.
0: PlayStation, I believe. So, yeah,
3: PlayStation. I don't I don't know the time frame on that.
2: We just gave a 10 to Pentiment. I feel like we all need to try that
4: too.
1: I yeah, I put in yeah. an hour or two and it's it is it's outstanding. It's I just don't know how I'm going to find time to play it and it's mm. uh but yeah, it's like if you need something completely different from any other video game, Pentiment is a good choice for that.
2: On Game Pass too, so accessible. It's definitely one I want to try. I'm um, also I, I I just loaded up a bunch of games that, that are the ones I'm going to try. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a little to the left, which is a, uh, a you know a moving style game. I mean, it's like unpacking. I think it was developed independently of knowing about unpacking with a cat in it um, that you know knocks your stuff around. Um, and then I have Pokemon. I played maybe like two hours of Poke- the new Pokemon, and I also have Arceus, which I haven't played. Mm. So I'm gonna try both Pokemon <clears throat> games. I'm uh, very heartened by uh, the, the, you know, the, the version I'm playing. I'm playing uh, Violet. Uh, that it's like the open world, cool Pokemon game. Like it's like what we've wanted for many, many years. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's really buggy. Um, Really buggy. And it's ugly. So it's like, even if they fix all the bugs, it's like, what's even challenging this game? I don't really get it. Like, it looks like it looks like they took, like, half of the polygons out of Breath of the Wild, which I don't really understand. If you're watching videos, it's not even, like, a style choice, really. I don't get it. But, um, you know, the sheer fact that you can walk around a huge open area and just, like, walk up to Pokemon that you want to catch because you see them in the wild is super cool. It's just really neat and uh, I, I think that's just like it it, it could have a lot of legs if it gets tweaked, and then maybe we'll get a a, a remake or a, a reboot of it in twenty years,
1: yeah <laughs> my my daughter's got scarlet on her Christmas list because mm-hmm. her friend, one of her best friends, already has violet. And you know i, I it got me thinking when I read the review on i g n with all the technical issues ten year olds, eleven year olds aren't probably don't even care that it looks like yeah. crap and runs like crap. It's more mm-hmm. that's that's something that. That adult Pokemon fans are, are gonna key on, and justifiably so, by the way. We should expect better from the Pokemon company and from, from the developers of the game. But uh yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'll bet kids probably don't even notice or care.
2: Yeah, it does have like it wouldn't be on shelves if it wasn't playable. Like it's yeah. playable to the point where like I totally agree with you, like Kids will still like this. I think it's a really good introduction to the Pokemon world, and a, like I'd recommend it for younger players. And like I don't know, like it's just a really cool way to play an open world game that's also an RPG. Like I'm just happy that like a generation of you know kids are being introduced to you know, really cool RPGs and Pokemon this way. It's just neat. It, it feels really cool. It feels like you know, like again, like this is what we should have been getting on GameCube,
0: right? Like that <laughs> would have
2: been a, this would have been a really cool match for
0: that. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the US. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region, where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learn a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. (laughs) Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Well, speaking of Pokemon, let's skip ahead to one of our other listener emails. This is Daryl in DC who says, I saw the Pokemon floats in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. That somehow got me thinking about the fact that typically those games are released in pairs, red and blue, gold and silver, etc. Made me wonder, is that a successful business play? My assumption is that the business idea here is releasing two versions of the same game with slightly different collectibles in a game where the collectibles are a main part of the gameplay loop would lead to a good portion of the player base buying both games. Is there any data showing it works? that people buy both instead of just one. They've been doing it for decades now, so it would lead me to believe that...
2: There's your data. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) It would lead me to believe that uh, that means it's successful. Um, I guess another explanation here is the effort and cost to switch out a few dozen of the Pokemon and other cosmetic changes is low, so the extra game sold makes up for it. Just wondering if you have any insight in the business of them releasing in pairs and why other franchises have not tried it. Sam?
2: (laughs) 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 Well, it's funny to think about other franchises... Trying it because people might get angry with other franchises trying it, but with Pokemon, it's been baked in from the start, so it's just like what's expected. but i I was chatting with Damon about this a little bit. There's some obvious reasons w- why th- there's two versions, but one of them uh is trading and and Pokemon is you know based predicated on collecting as many Pokemon as you can, collect them all. and when they lock them behind other games, the intention there is kind of cool. It's not to make you buy two copies and set your Game Boys next to each other and uh, to trade with yourself. It's so that your friend has a different version, and you have a reason to trade and play with your friend a lot, which I think is like really, really clever and neat. Um, but like, it's 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 been that way for a long time. Uh, I uh, there's 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 uh, it's i'm sure it drives uh, people that need to track commerce numbers crazy like uh, Justin Davis.
3: NPD. i mean i i i don't know it's not that hard to, to, to combine them in our spreadsheets <laughs> but like i think that the trading i i think it's a little bit hokum like i really love nintendo and um, i'm not a big pokemon guy but i've admired them from afar for decades i think that those games get a pass for something that's pretty unfriendly to consumers that it has these two separate versions and you can't collect them all unless you know somebody that bought the other version or you yourself bought the separate version like there's absolutely no reason that if a game has 150 new Pokemon in it that that you know what like every game has 130 of them and then the other 20 you're gonna get 10 of them at random and then the other 10 like you can still facilitate that trading without having a separate skew and a separate scout color and a separate version of the game you have to buy um i think it's i think it's a little bit gross and since it's just been that way for like almost 30 years that people just sort of like it's just one of those things that like we made our peace with or like it doesn't even it doesn't even it's just assumed now that like of yeah. course it's going to be that way like the the thought experiment that i tried to go through is if it hadn't always been this way and they tried to do it now, people would lose their minds, right? <laughs> They'd be like, this is horrible. Like, why are you doing this to us? And so, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's good. Um, I also don't think it's that big a deal because, you know, who cares? Just trip with your friends. But, like, it's, um, it's I wish they just, they, they get a pass just because of historical precedent, I think. Uh, right,
2: I the, think one of the, go ahead, Brian. Go
1: ahead. Oh, just that, yeah, the, the last point of that listener email is really, what i think the the key is is how has no one else tried this has nobody else has seen the success the rampant success of pokemon whether you know for whatever the reason whether we just all accept it as like systemic failure that that's just become normalized <laughs> or what but somebody how is no publisher like activision's the greediest publisher on the planet how have they not f- try to find a way to do this like with call of duty right like oh you can only get these skins or these maps you know I, I I'm shocked that no other publisher has really made a, a legitimate effort to to duplicate that to d- dual skew
3: success yeah so there's been there was some like was there a Mega a Mega Man battle network had two different versions yeah. there's there's definitely been some others but I didn't get a chance to like you know review enter my mind palace or like look online to do some research for some reason, I think that, that maybe this is super random, that I think Mega Man Battle Network did it, but like certainly not, not it's not widespread elsewhere, right? But like I, I think some other games gave it a shot and then kind of walked it back in the future.
0: So the story um, is that Pokemon creator Satori Tajiri was inspired by Dragon Quest 2 on the Famicom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's an item in the game called the Mad Cap, which is it's, uh, it's, you have a very low chance of... Finding this cap and what does it do? It um it reduces the uh the the cost of casting spells. He really wanted to have one, and his friend found two of them. And his friend is now uh, an artist on Pokemon games. And he so like back then he wished there was a day he could like trade his friend one of his items for this mm-hmm. one of one of his mad caps. But that was like back on the Famicom days in the eighties, so there'd be no way to do that. So when he grew up and made Pokemon, that was like the the like feature <coughs> he like focused on.
2: Another interesting point about just trading and collecting and Pokemon in general is that when you expend the effort to, especially back when in the, in the earlier cartridge days, um, to trade with your friend or, or go, you know, out of your way to to acquire a Pokemon, it made it that much more valuable that you, you know, had your your full Pokédex. And I think it became a really clever way to get people to not trade in their games because they were personally attached to their Pokemon in a number mm-hmm. of ways and have their collection. And, you know, there was of course also battling. And so like, this is like the ultimate, like, don't sell this back to GameStop game. And like, that absolutely was the case. It was so much more unlikely to find a used Pokemon game in, you know, 1999 than it was any other game which I think was super clever to sell more copies. So, you know, it wasn't just, you know, not only did they sell multiple versions of this game, but they probably uh, sold more just because they sold new copies all the time. Now that you can trade digitally and everything, it's just like, it's taken off a lot of the pressure. You know what the, the, I like the idea of trading in person. I like the idea of encouraging that. Um, Not necessarily, you know, as a, a forcing people to do it, but like that's the magic of Pokemon go also. like, made you go outside and go collect Pokemon. Pokemon makes you, you know, kind of go connect with people and trade with people. Like, I think that that's something that that games don't have to do, but when they do it, it just makes it that much more connected to our society and and, and to reality and to just kind of like integrate it into our world in like a cool way. And like, there's room for that. I don't think that, that there should be a type of game where, you know, Every game has to follow the same pattern. Like I think it's really amazing that Pokemon breaks out of that. It was as, the as go, it was the Go
1: Touch Grass game before that became a meme, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Justin, maybe you have insight into this, but my assumption would be that what, whatever generation of Pokemon it is, uh, whatever name is first, that one sells better. If that makes sense, Red and Blue Red sold better. Well, uh, Violet oh, and Scarlet. Violet that's, hap-
2: that's true until this generation, and that's something that we've been talking about internally here. We know, uh, uh, we, we know that uh, that just because of basically, it's basically search volume that we have that and, and some other things that like uh, that. It seems like uh, Violet is the, the more, more popular game. Interesting.
0: And it's Wait, never Violet is first. It's called it's Violet Scarlet, and
2: Scarlet right? Scarlet. The, uh, the,
3: the only one I can remember off the top of my head is that, yeah, Sword outsold Shield by a lot.
2: Hmm. Yeah, well, usually the first does.
3: Um, y- something that fascinates me, circling back to what you were just talking about, Sam, is y- you know people don't want to trade in their games. So they have these Pokemon they can trace back their origin to. I, I worked on a feature, you know, worked oh, on, yeah. but like it, K- Callie did all the work. But like <laughs> Callie, Flagey, and I kind of tag-teamed a feature many, many years ago. So you can have Pokemon from the Game Boy Advance, like Pokemon Ruby or whatever from the GBA. And that Pokemon can be traded all the way through various link cables and Pokemon banks and other things into now, into like modern day Pokemon. And it's the same one that you've leveled up and it has its same stats. And like that could have been with you, I don't know how many years now, but over 15 years. And that's, that's unprecedented, right? And like we, we, had, we made a chart on IGN that was like, to, so to get the GBA Pokemon into the DS, you had to put the DS cart in and the GBA card at the same time, and then you could transfer that Pokemon into the DS version. And then the, and then the DS version had this thing called Pokemon Transporter and then later Pokemon Bank that could get them into the 3DS game. And there's always been a method to like carry forward your Pokedex um, into perpetuity. And like even though I'm not a fan of these games, like I'm just I'm deeply fascinated by that and like I find that really cool and interesting, and um, the continuity there. And and then it also it really puts Game Freak in a bind because then they have to, you know, when their games move to 3D, they have to 3D model all of them, right? Like there's there's 1,500 of them now. So like, how do they like the debt that they take on with each new generation of Pokemon only gets like bigger and bigger.
0: Well, Nintendo issued a. Soft apology for the uh, performance (laughs) issues on. And a software update. And a software update,
2: which we're evaluating today. I'm really curious about uh, if what what it patched up so far. Yeah.
3: Damon, I wanted to circle back to Big Tony Styles' question real quick.
2: Oh yeah, thanks Um, for thanks to Miyamoto-san for uh, keeping in touch with us. mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Happy holidays, Miyamoto-san. We we appreciate it. I am probably not going to be playing anything else over the holidays because the only game I play now is Factorio. (laughs) Um, I looked at my steam stats. I don't know how this is possible. I have played 75 hours of that game over the last two weeks. Oh my gosh. And that's not like that's very out of character for me. Like I normally like video games are in balance with like TV shows and other stuff I want to do like like. I think it's been my way of dealing with like Black Friday stress is just lording over these Factorio is one of those like conveyor belt games where like, you know, you make iron and then you conveyor belt the iron over there to make another thing and then make another thing and like build this big factory. And I just, I played that game, I don't know, six or seven years ago, like a long, long time ago. And it's got its claws in me so deep. I'm so hooked. um, And I just, I can't, I, I I'm probably going to play as soon as this podcast is over. Um, I know that's kind of random, but like, I don't know, like I had finally have my own office with a PC and like I can close the door and like, yeah, you know, God. it makes it it's um, it's a it's a heck of a game. Buy it uh, at your own peril. <laughs> is it only on PC? Yeah. Well, no, it just came out on Switch. Oh, wow. Interesting.
2: I'm gonna go back to Big Tony Styles' question too, and say that I think the uh, riddle subplot in uh, God of War is really good.
0: The riddle subplot.
2: Yeah, yeah you, the you, you a, a riddle is told at one point. Oh, one of okay. The dwarves,
0: I remember. I remember.
3: Then, oh, uh, yeah, right.
2: Then uh, what's his name? Uh, Mimir starts like asking riddles of mm. Kratos repeatedly, and mm. uh, it's a little bit of an arc for that, in, in, you know, inter, interstitial dialogue. Section of the
0: Yeah. Okay, this is the holiday 2006 episode of official Xbox Magazine with Gears of War on the cover, <clears throat> world's first review, and then it says, PS3 crushing brilliance. The we weren't verdict. wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, but We weren't I'm wrong a, at
4: the
0: time. I'm a little surprised. This is an Xbox Magazine. Why is it even mentioning PS3?
1: <laughs> well, you oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> a little antagonistic
0: but because I mean, <laughs>
1: mentality you got to you, you pick on the big guys sometimes well
0: the, the the 360 would not be the underdog for very much longer that's true uh, it's
2: funny because now Ryan is often a moderating voice when we're talking about the console <laughs> wars it's great i'm well, always like Ryan let's use this headline he's like no 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 that'll listen to people
1: i'm looking at this and i'm i'm looking at the 25 reviews at the bottom mm-hmm. and i'm thinking did I review Rainbow Six Vegas? I guess we're gonna find out,
4: because we'll find <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> it's been Did a while. Did you use a pseudonym? I definitely didn't use, uh, didn't review Gears of War. I, I reviewed okay, Gears I two and three, but not the first one. <sighs> okay, okay.
0: Um. They also have a holiday gift guide and then uh, a feature on whether or not 2007 will be the best gaming year ever.
1: Oh, we were right about that one <laughs> I mean, too. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were one. so right, look at that.
0: 2007 is one Failed of the all time great years, it's true. Yep. Um, oh, and 25 reviews includes three games from Burger King.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah I, I love them.
0: that. You know, i I remember so, the day I maybe, went to
2: Burger King to get them.
0: There is a two page ad for Rainbow Six Vegas and I just included it. Cause I just love these two, there's two games so much Vegas and Vegas two. Uh, I think it's, it's a little bit sad for me that now Rainbow Six is exclusively a multiplayer only game.
1: Well, what's insane to me is that Ubisoft, this, Rainbow Six w- was such a big franchise. Obviously, it started on PC. It was a big deal there. And then Rainbow Six 3 really blew up on the original Xbox and was was actually one of the first huge successes on Xbox Live. Uh, it came in on the a year into Xbox Live. It wasn't there at launch. But you know, you had, and then Vegas comes along on the 360. Again, brilliant game, huge success. They do Vegas 2 in like a year. They turned around the sequel yeah. pretty fast. And then Rainbow Six disappeared for like, I don't know, what was it, eight years yeah, until Siege in 2015? Like it's, it's crazy that Ubisoft had this gigantic franchise with such momentum to it. And they just kept like starting up new Rainbow Six projects and like they what? just weren't getting traction and they kept canceling them. And yeah. it, it's wild to me when you look back at, at the history of Rainbow Six. In between oh, Vegas, Ryan,
4: would in you between... call
1: this a licensed game? No, <laughs> they owned it by yeah. then. They owned Clancy by then. The br- the entire brand. Mm. Ubisoft owns
2: Tom Clancy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no,
2: there's He's, still Tom Clancy he... books and stuff not published by Ubisoft.
1: Well, they they at least own all the video game stuff. I know that. Mm. That's
2: well, that's that an is, interesting can... situation because like yeah. Nickelodeon owns Turtles, so they technically don't license Turtles. It's right, published mm. Turtles. Yeah, no, no, you just made you just it saw... more confusing, Ryan. Thank you. 20 questions didn't get <laughs> they, they any They can make any Tom Cl- Yeah, in the beginning they did, they
1: were licensing it from from Clancy and the Clancy estate, but yeah, they they outright bought the whole all the video game rights a long time ago.
0: Man. Cool. Well, in between Vegas 2 and Siege, they announced Rainbow Six Patriot. Right. right? But then that never never came out. Um an ad for Oblivion, but what's interesting is that it's for the <laughs> PS3 version.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Coming November to PlayStation 3.
1: That's funny. Spoiler, that was, uh, I think Janky. That, that version was not great. Yeah. Compared yeah. to the
0: 360 version. So, I mean, but also, I guess, I guess it was a launch game for PS3. So, I just don't remember that. Um, little bit of a mention of IG in the top. It got an Editor's Choice Award. Well, and
1: that absolute masterpiece quote from official Xbox magazine would have been me because I did review
0: that game for OXM. Interesting. Nice. Uh, The details of what was on your disc, your your demo disc, you had demos for Need for Speed, Carbon, WWE Smackdown versus Raw, 2007. Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. So wait, maybe Justin would know. What was in the Lego Star Wars 1? Lego
3: Star Wars 1 is the prequels.
0: That's so weird that they started with the prequels. Well, I guess it was coming right off the heels of yeah. the
3: prequels, but they did the prequels, and then one year later they did this, and then what most people played was that they did the complete, the first complete saga, which was the Lego Star Wars one and two combined into all six all six movies in one game.
2: Uh, no dialogue a, days.
3: Yeah. No dialogue in this. Yeah, all just pantomiming and grunting. Really
0: Demo of the Sonic the Hedgehog would reboot, is that what it was? It was yeah, 3D that would have been game. that reboot, yep. Yeah. yeah, Sonic 06. And then Fusion Frenzy 2. Ryan, did you have, was it just like a whole other team working on this demo disc? Well, our team was one guy, Dave
1: Reese, which eventually became two guys. Dane Fredrickson joined him at, at one point, probably by this time. But uh, yeah, it was, and then we had an external uh, development team that we worked with too. That that because fiz- basically every OXM demo disc had to be certified by the Microsoft by the Xbox mm-hmm. certification team every month, so that you know they had to test it and make sure it wasn't going to crash your Xbox when you put our demo yeah. disc in your in your console. So yeah, it was uh it was a smaller effort than you think from a, from a manpower perspective, but it, it was kind of, it was a bigger effort than you might expect for what we actually had to do to put that disc out every month. Mm. Um, and, and honestly, by this time, we, the, the, the OXM demo disc had, had peaked, its powers had peaked and we were mm. kind of starting to come down oh, off <laughs> the mountain here because, you know, because then demos were starting to go on Xbox right. Live. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the yeah. disc didn't, you know, didn't, had lost some of its, uh, its inherent power. But, hey, we still had lots of good stuff. I mean, that's a, that's a nice array of demos right there. For sure. And,
0: and you had more than just demos on here. You had a, an OXM Game of the Year 2006 ballot yeah. that people could vote on somehow through the disc. That's mm-hmm.
4: cool. You had that's a video, cool.
0: video showcase. You had videos for Halo Wars, Call of Duty 3, Blue Dragon, and more. A Saints Row blowout, which is like a, some sort of a preview that was on the disc. And then like a, a holiday Xbox quiz, a bullet yeah. which art gallery. So it's just more than just God demos. Yeah, we Damn.
1: we got we tried to get more clever with it as time went on to you know offer offer more on there. And uh, I'll point out too the the little text at the bottom there the yeah. in the bottom right we those we call those bottom fillers. They're on every page, every yeah. editorial page. And I probably wrote a million of those over the
0: ten years <laughs> I was at OXM. <laughs> like,
1: what does so, it say?
0: This says to unlock, you can earn eight hundred OXM points to unlock extra disc goodies. Yeah, we
1: had a little scoring system, but sometimes the bottom fillers ranged from informative to supplemental to the main content on the page to just outright jokes. So that we, you know, sometimes we were scraping the bottom of the barrel, just like, all right, what do we write down here? Just write something goofy. So Mm -hmm, uh, we we always had fun with them though.
0: Uh. Here in the message center, there's a little blurb from uh, Ryan down in the bottom right corner. What did they ask? Oh, it's, it's a, this is the meet the team section. They asked you, what are your top five Gears of War multiplayer moments? So you said, one, curb, stop, curb stomping, it just never gets old. Two, shotgunning an enemy's head clean off, then watching it oh, roll yeah. down the stairs. <laughs> Three, hitting two foes with a single round from the grenade launcher and watching both explode into jibs. Four reviving a fallen Rob Smith, then double teaming his unsuspecting assailant, and five tagging a nearby enemy with a grenade and running away just before he exploded.
2: Oh yeah, but the grenade
1: taggers one such a funny. Yeah, way. Gears One was such a fun multiplayer time, man. <laughs> it was that mm-hmm. was a great, great moment in history. Agreed.
0: I don't know who this band is.
4: <laughs> but just
0: the, the most two thousands pop punk or emo (laughs) band I could I could imagine in my mind plus 44 is that the band I've never heard that seems (laughs) like it yeah not familiar with them but good. oh yeah look there's a go go
1: back real quick look at that myspace.com slash plus 44.
0: yeah yeah
2: that's (laughs) getting that's getting
0: pretty late even for myspace
2: parental advisory Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) but and then it also says edited version also available Sam so Mm. (laughs) the whole family plus 44 is really for the whole family uh, there's a letter wanting uh, a <clears throat> wondering where the chess game is. Do you guys have any inside info about a chess game for the three hundred and sixty? I thought it would have been available already through live marketplace since they have spades, hearts, and all the retro arcade classics. Surely there's room for chess. I ask you guys because I know you can get answers. I don't remember, but I, I guess Ryan, there must have been a chess game on Xbox Live Arcade at some point.
1: I'm sure at some point there was like a you know one of those sort of pseudo fancy three D. 3D- Chess games with like a with knights and wizards and stuff as the, as the prop battle like, chess yeah exactly stuff like that. Now, fun fact yeah. about the letter section: I ran the letter section at OXM for a long, long time, and uh, so I—I I, odds are I wrote most, if not all, of these responses. Oh, nice! Did you write the letters ever, though? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in the pre in the pre internet days when we literally only would get. Let physical letters, you know, yeah. and some. If we had, you know, we didn't get enough good ones. Sometimes they'll just be like, "All right, let me just come up with something
0: here."
2: Well, we always like read the first issue of a magazine. It's like <coughs> well, as a healthy yeah. letter section.
0: You're like, "All right, let's <laughs> have <Yeah. laughs> <say> letters." <laughs> uh, on the staff credits, you can see Ryan's name there as a senior editor, and then under editorial contributors, we see one Dan Stapleton. Ooh. No
1: way. Yeah. He. Yeah, I wonder what that is. It must have been. Well, I is think it, we'll see Dan, later. Dan is allergic to console and still is
0: allergic to console. He
2: probably asked about no, the chat. No, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh,
0: there was a, a period of time when some RTS games were coming to 360, like Lord of the Rings, Battle for Middle-Earth, and then uh, uh, Command and Conquer. And I think yeah. Dan is going to preview a Command and Conquer game later in this issue. Also, Will Smith con- contributed to this issue. So. Not that Will Smith. The not other that, one.
1: Yeah. You follow him on Twitter. <laughs>
0: So this is an ad for the 2006 VGA Whoa. Video Game Awards. Whoa. Is this the game? Well, the awards, is this like the first one? Yeah. yeah. Samuel so L.
1: Jackson
2: hosting. Yeah, so, because they were. Could be, it was all a Spike thing originally. This is
3: the
0: same awards that like Jeff Keeley hosts today. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, they went through. They've gone through this U of like they were huge on Spike, and then there were some years that were maybe not so great, and now it's on an upswing again.
0: Well, there's Eat a lot. Sleep game. There's a lot happening here. It was just so from a generic like punk guy with a mohawk playing an arcade machine, even though Sam, his hands are like inside the cabinet, you know, <laughs> he's, like, insert himself. He's
2: fixing it, really. Yeah. And then really... the side art has a chimpanzee with a mohawk skeleton, but a skeleton
0: chimpanzee with crazy playing hair. a joystick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would watch these.
2: This was the height of Photoshop in 2006. Yeah.
0: Um, this is an ad for fear, which has an IGN quote, say hello to the season's first fall blockbuster IGN,
4: mm-hmm.
0: top <laughs> yeah. shirt, 2005 lives on. I don't know about that yeah. <laughs> Good game though. That's what we said. Yeah, it is. It is a good game. Um, oh, here's a piece from you, Ryan. Five things you didn't know about overlord. Huh? Oh yeah. Overlord.
1: I barely remember this game.
0: <laughs> I like this game and <laughs> it's sequel. Yeah, I, Me too. I, I really, I have, I have a soft
3: spot for overlord and overlord too. The original They're like, Indians. uh, yeah. They're like Pikmin. If you played an evil, an evil guy.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, they, they, were kind of trying to start a franchise with this thing, but then it sort of petered out. Didn't go, there was a DS game, I think.
1: That's also. right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Codemasters. That's right. Codemasters, okay. Yeah. Yeah, this, oh. yeah. Was
0: there really a DS one? Now I want to look that up. Um, the, lo- the bottom text, the filler text is, did you know fables? Peter Molyneux was the main man behind the PCs 1997 hit be evil management, Sim dungeon keeper.
3: What Damon? There was an Overlord game in twenty fifteen. Which one was it? It's called I don't <laughs> Overlord Fellowship of Evil, PlayStation Four and Xbox One. I don't Who remember figured? that.
0: Wow. I don't. It think got you bad. Know, it, it got horrible. For you. <laughs> yeah. Pa- full page ad for the Burger King games now creepy on multiple levels. They focus on sneak king they were only 399 with the purchase of what some kind of a meal at, at Burger King yeah
2: and creepy on multiple levels it works so well because you creep around on four different yeah. levels like it's so, <laughs> exactly it's clever exactly See, I can I can crack the code of this ad copy usually they show we, we show ad copy that none of us can really parse because it's from like 1984 and the references are lost to time
0: yeah and these were Xbox exclusives were they not right
2: that is
1: correct. Yes, yeah. uh, they were, these were absolute cult classics even right, right, right at the time and they have lived on as such.
0: They were developed yep. by uh, a company named Blitz that's not in... Uh, business anymore but i think they did a lot of licensed games and they probably mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that they made these games on the cheap considering the console was was only one year old at this point and they already had these you know crazy- what's
2: forgotten is that there these were for sale at burger king and they're cheap and it was fun to have these on your on your shelf or whatever but there was the, the other things that made a splash for the downloadable free games that were mm-hmm. based on stuff like one was a like a pt cruiser racer uh, you're yeah. thinking
1: of Yaris, the Toyota Yaris. Yaris, right, is that
2: what it was? And then was there a mm-hmm. chip-based racer as well? Oh yeah, there was a
0: Doritos uh, thing or something. There's right a Doritos there. for like one. Doritos tubes yeah,
2: yeah.
0: or something. <laughs> I have some Doritos tubes, yeah. please.
3: Yeah, it was 3,
0: three dur- D Doritos, three Doritos.
2: <laughs> oh, the puppy ones.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a preview of Rogue Warrior. If anyone remembers this game oh
2: yeah I remember the guide for that one I didn't do it but I remember working it's kind of
0: it. infamous for just being for being terrible but also having a its fans and like being yeah. kind of a cult classic yeah we and have it had, two
2: big fans on staff that I will not name but
0: Rogue Warrior 2 especially <laughs> I think oh is, well is that one is, so did the original Rogue Warrior not have um it had some voice talent some notable voice talent his name escapes me he yeah. was in Sin it, it looks so funny. Yeah, can Well,
1: and and the uh, if you look over there on the left rail, the publisher information. This was back. This was right when Bethesda was first starting to publish games, in addition to wow. developing them. Bethesda published this. That's right. Yeah.
2: yeah. What was the game with like the lady assassin that they published? Like Scarlet. Oh or yeah. Um, Is that what it was oh. called?
0: There was a game called Wet. Wet. That, that was it. it or is that was yeah. that thq i don't know really i remember.
2: think you nailed it i think that's it
0: yep uh this preview ends up with with first or third person perspectives authentic weapons and gear and all the colorful language that sailors use in real life rogue warrior could be one of 2007's big contenders i don't know IGN gave it a 1.5
1: <laughs> i think oxm <laughs> hit it pretty hard too whenever we did
0: review it
2: a 1.5 it's
0: a 1.5 from IGN. Well, that's
2: worse than god hand which we gave a low score to but a bunch of staff members liked.
0: This is a a two page ad for that Sonic the Hedgehog game. And my only question is on the right side here, who's this human woman?
2: (laughs) That's that's the girl he kisses.
0: (laughs) Does he kiss a human girl? I don't even know. He does Uh, in one
2: game. If it's not this one, then it's another one.
0: I don't like that. Sonic's
2: Girlfriend's just a lady in one of these games. It's it's really funny.
0: Okay. And also above the ESRB rating for everyone, it says actual screenshot. (laughs) 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 What it what here is an actual screenshot?
2: <laughs> it's an amalgamation of a few <laughs>
0: screenshots, yeah. sure.
2: This, this this just proves
0: you can just say that oh. whatever you want. It I'm says so it more than once, yeah. It says it, top, right, too, that, yeah, it, about, says it in about, the top two. About mansion, yeah. Actual screenshot. A,
3: apparently Robotnik and the human girl are not an actual screenshot. <laughs>
0: um yeah. If any of our, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog super fans and scoop nation can let us know who this oh. human woman is in this game. Yeah. We, we scared, scared them all off years ago. Yeah, that's true. Yep. With a byline from Dan Stapleton, this you Conquer three Tiberium Wars previews from him. I guess it's an interview with EA or, or a developer on the game. Yeah, I probably played this. I think I played all those RTS games on 360.
1: There were some good ones i mean i i played all the way through battle for middle earth 2 yeah, lord of the rings trying. on uh, on the 360 and it, it actually played well
0: um let's see eternal it's not a preview um and then oh battlefield bad company this comes from you ryan from me look yep. at that mm-hmm. it says it's a first look at bad company which one do people like better bad company or bad company two right
2: Second one, I think. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Stop the presses. Her name is Princess Elise, and he does kiss her in that game. <laughs> uh,
3: there you go. <laughs> I didn't need to know that. <laughs> That's cursed knowledge. She's
2: Princess Elise, keeper of the Chaos Emerald or a Chaos Emerald or something like that.
3: Hmm. Does he kiss her to get the Emerald?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think so. No, I think he has to protect the Emerald Emerald alongside her. But yeah, I'm sure you can look up a video of the uh, the romance scene if you'd like. No. They go out of date and stuff. It's it was a thing.
0: I'm good. This is a two page ad for Final Fantasy eleven online coming to Xbox 360. And I just want to note this game is these servers are still running today. Maybe mm-hmm. not on 360, but at least the PC ones.
1: We had uh we had the beta of this on disc with the magazine at one point. Uh and we would get emails from people way after the fact, like months and months later, saying <laughs> Do you, can I get another disc from you? I lost mine. The reason is because you couldn't uninstall that Final Fantasy 11 beta without the disc. Like you needed to put oh, the wow. disc, the beta disc in to
3: remove the beta. <laughs> oh no.
1: And we did not have a very large like back, you know, backroom stash of extra discs.
0: Wow. And there's a huge review of, of Gears of War. It's a, it's quite, quite oh, Dan reviewed this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like Ryan, I like you, you gave a, you attributed the design of the review to the actual designer. your art director. Yeah. Julian Jillian Brown who's extremely cool. talented. Well, needless to say, you liked, um, Gears of War very much. Real quick as an aside it, here sandwich in, in this review is an ad for Xbox live prime time. Ryan, do you remember what that was? Nope. <laughs> Xbox.com/slash primetime. It says a world of options, and then it's just accessories for the 360. But yeah. I don't I don't uh, know what it's about.
2: It looks like it's, it's. I thought it would be TV related, but it's not. There's like a driving wheel.
4: Well, and yeah,
1: the that headset, the wireless headset was really good. The HD DVD player, of course, yeah. didn't didn't well last that long because HD DVD didn't last. Is it that pictured long.
4: here?
0: Is it the thing in yeah, the, the
1: bottom? Yeah, the bottom, the the sort of seven o'clock positions down there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, to the left of the xbox live card yeah yeah.
1: the media remote yeah vision camera all that stuff that remote was cool
0: oh yeah one quote in the gears of war review much of gears of war looks like it was shot on location in iraq
4: Mm, i don't know about that
0: it was kind of the start of the every video game is brown phase yeah and saturated and
3: yeah yeah. Uh, well yeah and also sort of maybe with its camera Mm -hmm. you know, how it pulled in on you when you wrote, ran and yada, yada. So,
0: yeah. Uh, Wow. This is a really long uh, review. You gave it a 10, give it a 10 out of 10. I would still give it a 10. I think that review holds up from. I agree.
3: One question. Like Gears 1. No, go, go I, I played a lot. I just I just I don't know. I played a whole lot of Gears 1 same as you Ryan like me and my coworkers at the website I worked for that was just our that was like the peak of me playing video games online was like Halo 2 and 3 and Gears 1 just every night.
1: Yeah. 04 to 07 or so that that window. Yep. yep.
2: Same here.
0: In the verdict, he said, believe the hype, 2006's killer app delivers on its promises. Well-balanced multiplayer will drive live for months. One one negative was piecing together shreds of plot yields, only tattered answers. And then uh, a lingering question was, why do smart enemies announce that they're reloading? (laughs) Reloading, (laughs) reloading. Good question. And it's your holiday, the holiday gift guide, 2006 holiday gift guide, stuff every Xbox gamer needs. You know, you need your, your keyboard, your wireless headset, uh, you know, the prime your, time stuff, your 5.1 surround sound speakers,
2: uh, stuff. Every I, I rock that, uh,
1: that, I rock that halo two headset on the previous page for ah, years, damn. that plantronics halo two
0: headset. Nice. It's a really good sound quality. Um, oh, I guess this is before, uh, this is before the, the keyboard attachment for the controller was released. Right? Oh it was, yeah. That'd come a little bit later. That was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was actually really useful for, especially for in uh, inputting codes for mm. uh, in the marketplace stuff. Every Xbox gamer wants, you know, your vision camera, the a NICO, what a multi HDMI you know adapter, GameFly subscription. This particular I had TV. that
1: Westinghouse HDTV on my desk at OXM for a while, dude. Oh, it's, really?
0: it's thirty-seven inches and fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Times have changed. It says, the copy says, this set is the one that home theater nerd and OXM senior editor Ryan McCaffrey uses on his desk. Oh, in see, office. I even wrote, <laughs> <laughs> look at that. You, you were assigned the blurb for that one, I see.
1: Clearly, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listeners, we, whenever we do uh, awards or a top 100 list, we have to assign blurbs to people.
2: Something I'm doing that has right now.
0: Something that has I wrote
2: Damon's done. name next to some just just yesterday
0: yep. on Monday. I'm writing some blurbs for And Ryan's. Got game out. of the year award nominees <clears throat> stuff every xbox gamer wants the uh X, the, zune. The, the zune yeah the, and I, the, H- the HDVD player both on one page oh yep. man mm-hmm. and then I, I like how one of the entries is just every game in xbox live arcade <laughs> every game <laughs> you calculated that as a value of 240 dollars at this time where's where's the zoom oh the lower right bottom right yeah yeah the zune baby yeah custom faceplate Oh, yeah. Uh, stuff every Xbox gamer doesn't know they want this uh, Mitsubishi Diamond Series HDTV. It's 73 inches, $6500. Wow. That would have been is a, it a, a rear real...
2: projector. What is it? I can't even tell what it is. It's a, they, they're calling
0: it, it, it the an HDTV. It's just an yeah, LCD. I'm sure it's just, yeah, yeah, wow. LCD. It or... would have been so big. It would have been enormous.
2: That is big for the time, and it must have been thick. I remember our early, really large TVs at IGN were really heavy and really thick.
0: In the bottom right corner, does this Linksys uh, router bring back memories for anyone? Because I think that's the exact oh yeah, router. I
2: had that I had one. Of those. Yeah.
0: Yep. Wow, boy, I that one takes me back. How about a crystal icing iced out faceplate for your 360? Cool. Three hundred dollars. What they you would think faceplates would have
2: not gone away because they're just like easy money. It's just like, why why not do a faceplate on your system? Like, I'm gonna they
0: went away for the 360 when they redesigned it.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: Uh, also, I guess, uh, there was a 15th anniversary Reservoir Dogs DVD out that year. That, Movie is really old now. All right, here come the reviews that, now. That would have
2: already looked grainy on that 72-inch television.
0: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, Sam and Justin, on their review scale, they have an 11. They went off the charts. What? <laughs> oh, no, d- l- l- read the description. I know. I says, it says the unicorn <laughs> will never happen, never. But it's, you know, it's... you it didn't. To- <laughs> uh, and, uh, at, at GameScoop, we say uh, an 11 out of 10 is off the charts with a Z. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rainbow Six Vegas was done by. Who Did I was review about? this? This is, is this really me? long. No, this no. is Paul.
1: Okay, I think I might have done the second one. Hmm. Eight
0: point five for Rainbow Six Vegas. Yeah, solid score. And Then in the middle of so I you know when I prep these magazines I like edit out pages that we don't need to you know to, they're edited for time. Yeah. In the middle of this review section is this clearly branded segment. Oh yeah, advertorial. <laughs> yeah, the advertorial about cell 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 phone games you know i guess it's pretty it's it's singular the cell phone company at the time is probably the one who's paying for this but this is so long and i edited so much out of it i couldn't it's like 30 (laughs) pages long in the middle of the review section it's called the new way to play our expectation of what a cell phone can do is change Drafting blah 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 they're trying to get people to play and download That, that paid the bills man i mean sure i get that it's just, it's such a long feature. I love this photo. Look at this guy in the foreground. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's
0: having a got great cool time.
2: a cool 2000s house, too.
0: They have yeah. a disco ball. I, I don't think that's rug. a disco ball. But, so what uh, is it? It's that... on the wall. <laughs> 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 um, they have all these stats. Uh, By the way,
1: I'll, I'll just point out for anybody that was wondering that may have the wrong idea in their head. We had, we, the OXM editorial team, had nothing to do with this. Like, we sure. don't. We didn't create it, like, we didn't even, we don't even, we just get told, oh, there's gonna be a, an advertorial insert in this spot, but we don't know what it is, we don't produce it, we didn't write it, so, just, just in case you're wondering, like, that was, yeah. uh, that's totally, like, a separate
0: deal. But was there an internal team, like, a at future? Sometimes,
1: yeah. would make this? Uh, okay. some, I mean, sometimes these would get created totally externally, but, yeah, it, there was also an internal team that would okay. do this. I
0: like that, rug. Sorry, I just... <laughs> yeah, there's at least stats. Twenty five percent of cell phone owners play games on their handset at least once a month. Oh in, no! Yeah, the average video game age uh, age of a gamer is thirty three. Blah 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 blah. You may never talk again once you play games like Texas Hold'em, Call of Duty two, Top Gun, Gulf Crisis, and True Crime Streets of L A. On what your is that
2: Call of Duty like? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, I would love I, to see that Call of Duty. I played all those games. This is the era when I first started doing mobile game stuff. Two thousand six actually. That's the exact year. So but was I, it Call like of um, Duty? Yep. Was it exactly like yeah, it, mm, it was like top down Okay um, so, wow. Commando. And the Kari Warriors. Yeah, like so. com, Yep, like Commando. Yeah, it wasn't a Kari Warriors like. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, I mean, remember all of these. It's funny. And we used to the the way that we had to review them, by the way, is they would mail me a phone loaded up with like their <laughs> six or seven latest games. And I would play them and review them and then have to return the phone.
0: It's easy to laugh at this stuff, but like as we as we've talked before, these games are probably just gone, gone. now, right? They're gone sure. Including gone. John Romero worked on a bunch of them. Yeah. Um Just wait yes. for
2: digital eclipse to collect them all.
0: Paris Hilton had her puzzle game, Paris Hilton's Diamond Quest. There was a Lumines mobile game, apparently. Uh, yeah. Ooh, I did not remember that. Sure. And then, Ryan, there's Splinter Cell Double Agent. (laughs) The (laughs) ultimate port of Splinter Cell Double Agent. Yeah. Like I said, I cut a lot of this out, but it just keeps going on and on. Say goodbye to to boredom no matter where you are. Entertainment is as close as your wireless phone. Cart. Oh, yeah. You can play. Top 10 places to play. The Commute. Hanging with friends, waiting rooms, car trips, lines, school, what? doing laundry at the gym, the airport. And my favorite is number 10. What? Anytime. Anytime. We don't,
3: we don't need you to explain this to us.
2: It keeps Wait, going. I didn't know I could stir pasta and game. Yeah,
0: it keeps going. What is a gamer? Blah, blah, blah. Games are for everyone. Can't decide what to try. Here's all the different genres of games. 32% of heads of households report that they play games on wireless <laughs> devices. Here's what's insane I, about this is like
3: it, it's like it seems very well done, right? Like it's informative and it's not trying to be like whatever, Like it's OK. Like on the scale of advertorials, like yeah. it's got all these stats in it and like it seems really well composed, but they stuck it like right in the middle of an Xbox magazine yeah. that like who? Nobody that read that magazine is like, hmm, yes.
2: Do you think it would have been a spread across all of the future mags? Like in, probably. Sometimes. Yeah, like sometimes like it just like depends on flyer kind of. Yeah, but uh, I will say
1: in our defense, this something like that goes on this long would have been exceedingly
0: rare. Like this did yeah. not happen very
1: often.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that concludes that, and we're back to the reviews. Evo Seven got a seven and a half. Reservoir Dogs, the game, got a four. <laughs> this is a time wow. when every I actually
2: don't remember that that existed.
0: Every tangentially related gangster property was getting an open world GTA-like game. Godfather, Scarface. Yeah, I remember Scarface.
1: I reviewed Scarface, The World Is Yours, and the producer on that game literally still hates me to this day for oh, yeah. the 4.5 I gave that game.
0: Oh no. Uh, you reviewed the Burger King games, Big Bumpin' <laughs> got a five, Sneak King got a six, and Pocket Bike Racer got a 6.5. Apparently that's the best bet. one. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, there you go. Ryan, you reviewed Doom. uh,
1: Yeah, they ported the uh, original, of course, to Xbox Live Arcade.
0: Yeah. You gave it an 8. It's still great.
1: It's still great today.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Doom Doom and Doom 2 are still super fun to play today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dig Dug got a (laughs) 7.5.
4: Very big Dig Dug. mm,
0: Corey Cohen? That's our managing editor. Yeah. Nice. 2007, the best gaming year ever? You're gonna get Shadowrun, Lost Planet, Crackdown Lost 2, Planet. Human, Bioshock, Halo 3, Forza Motorsport 2, Mass Effect, Lost Odyssey, Blue Dragon. Whew. It was a really good year. It what was a, a lineup, year. man!
2: Even those like games that didn't pan out in the end were just so exciting to cover and play at the time, like Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon. <laughs> yeah, they were all yeah, new and fun. Yeah, oh my gosh, it just felt this,
0: good. This is your little aside, your filler at the bottom of the page. Uh, some superb looking non-exclusive games for next year include Grand Theft Auto 4. <laughs> <laughs> the Darkness. That Brothers one didn't Burns. happen. Yeah, that got delayed. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, that was an 08 game. Yeah,
2: that's right. Where was 2Human at this time? Uh, oh. Probably <laughs> busy getting delayed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, that one wouldn't. It
2: took happen. a while to come out. Yeah. Well, they made it Well, that human... was a demo I played on, on probably download. I think it was a significant <laughs> download
0: demo. They made a 2Human 2, human too, right?
2: No, they never got, they never oh, made never it past, it. they planned a trilogy and didn't okay. get past the first game. I mean, there's potentially an eternal darkness in development right now, also, right? Is that true? Yeah, there was like a crowd sourced
0: eternal oh. darkness
1: that we were, well, spiritual successor. Ago? Yeah, not nothing to do okay. with Nintendo. And-
0: uh, the rumor mill, or inbox, whatever you want to call this here. Oh,
1: this, I wrote oh, this section. This was this like cool. our, uh, this was like kind of a, More like a Maxim type, like, hey, let's have funny little one-off stories that we can make Mm -hmm. little jokes about.
0: Yeah. Well, there was a leak, a file containing art from a number of upcoming Ubisoft titles, many of which had not yet been announced. Among the revelations were the name and location of Splinter Cell 5, Conviction, Mm -hmm. uh, in Washington DC. And then there was a new Prince of Persia. That'd be the 2008 one with the sort of cel-shaded style. Another entry in the Far Cry series, Far Cry 3, I think. Mm. I
4: and guess then, uh, no no two two
2: mm-hmm three wasn't until after 2010
0: okay oh, yeah. something called surfs up Sean White snowboarding and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game based on the upcoming CGI animated movie and then I guess a year the the defective Xbox 360s were a story already just one year into the into the lifespan it didn't take long yeah You have a whole blurb about how they're going to be free repairs for all consoles manufactured in 2005. And then later on, they would expand that, I think.
2: And IGN would start a very rude podcast called Three Red Lights. (laughs) That's really
0: true. That's true.
3: Uh, Hey, wait, go back and read the blurb if you read the blurb at the second half where it says, "Think Sony starting there.
0: Oh yeah. Thanks Sony. will do the same on their HDTV price system or that Nintendo will foot the medical bills whenever little Billy pokes his kid sister's (laughs) eye out with a Wiimote, (laughs) we don't think so. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Uh, you said Xbox is considering an import section of Xbox Live Arcade. In an interview with gaming website Gamasutra, XBLA group manager Greg Kanessa expressed enthusiasm at the possibility of offering Japanese and other foreign offerings for gamers to enjoy. Don't think that ever happened, but it's a neat idea.
2: What's the Weird Owl thing?
0: Uh, I actually don't know. Something about Zune. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, it's something about Zune. You can, use, you can use Xbox Live points to buy songs in your Zune MP3 player.
2: Okay. Something like that. And then there, great the movie final... by the way if you get a chance to watch the weird al movie it's really fun it's how I did heard. you watch
0: it it's only on the roku channel yeah i don't get that yeah my no
2: friend brought over their roku login and just downloaded the app and watched it
0: i do want to watch it the final thing is an editorial from jeff Keeley, the japan problem just about yeah he d- he was our back page columnist for a while interesting interesting and then the final little uh, blurb at the bottom, the filler text was, with Wii pre-orders selling out in minutes and huge launch day anticipation building, will Nintendo suddenly be Microsoft's biggest rival? We'll see. See, indeed. And that's the holiday issue of the holiday 20- 2006 issue of official Xbox Magazine.
1: Yeah, we did 13 issues a year. The 13th one was just called the holiday issue. It was a totally regular issue of the magazine. Just not uh, numbered. At some point, they figured out, the the bean counters figured out, hey, uh, (laughs) if you just divide 52 by 4, it's 13. You know, if you take four weeks (laughs) to do a magazine. So we can get an extra issue in every year. So, uh, yeah, we we did 13 issues a year rather than 12.
0: (laughs) And that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Simply John in an unknown, undisclosed location. Let the questioning begin. Could this game have appeared
3: in the 2006 holiday? Was it a holiday issue or whatever? The issue of OXM, we just flipped through.
2: It actually could have. <laughs> oh, OK. Could be Dig Dug.
3: Could be, could be Dig Dug.
1: <laughs> uh, was this game exclusive to a console platform? It. Was okay, and it's so we can rule out Nintendo right away. Based well, on but the first e- answer,
3: yeah. But the way I phrased it, it's like you know, <laughs> I don't know, like you took a shot You're at the Wii, and, yeah, exactly. So we should we should spend a question to clarify okay, was this game exclusive to an Xbox console? It was at one time, well, okay,
1: that's hmm. around 07.
4: Hmm.
2: Did this start its life as an Xbox 360 game?
3: No. Okay. Did it start its life? Well, wait. I mean, I get. Like, did it start its life as an original Xbox game? No. That's what? Not- <laughs> what? Wait a second. Wait a second. So. At one time was exclusive to an Xbox console, but not the Xbox or the 360.
0: It could have the appeared. Was in- did it start its life an Xbox 360?
2: Oh, so maybe it was one of the oh, rare I- games that got ported over. So, I don't well,
1: know. Or, you know, Duke Nukem Forever came to mind, but that wasn't exclusive. How does was, something
2: become an Xbox exclusive if it wasn't on Xbox originally?
3: Well, I'm thinking about who they acquired, <laughs> like over the years. Like they, you know, they didn't always own Bungie, um, or you know, other studios. Rare.
2: Yeah, Rare. Um, I'm still a little confused here. Yeah, so am I. Do you play as a human? No. Okay, I think okay, it's a good conquer question. game.
3: Yeah. It could be conquerors, well, Conquer live and reloaded, or whatever it That's was.
1: Definitely a good. You're, you're definitely guys are on the right track with that.
3: Um, was this, this game part of
2: the series?
4: Yes.
3: Was this game developed in Europe? <laughs> yes. I yeah. just go for it. Was this conquer live Whoa, and reloaded? Hold on, hold on, well. hold on. You might not know the rules. <laughs> One of the rules of the game is um, the f- like. Back. Yeah, once we guess the name of oh, the game, if we're okay, wrong, we fault. lose. No no, no, no. So we have we have to keep, but like I think you're probably right. Like, but we should ask some clarifying questions.
4: Right.
2: Is what that the was name did the name of the game first of all?
3: What is that the name of the game? Live and Reloaded. Yeah, and it was a
1: and... remake. It was a full rotten remake of Bad Fur Day with multiplayer.
2: That and that's the name of it. Live and Reloaded. Mm-hmm. I think so. so right? the game and, uh, did this game
0: feature fur shading? <laughs> i don't think so (laughs) oh Oh,
2: okay well that's it could be perfect dark for the launch
3: yeah i was thinking about that too was this game made by rare
2: yes that's
3: 10
1: oh well that's yeah it almost i mean well the other one it it, or it's grabbed by the ghoulies that's sorry what was
2: didn't we ask if you could play as a human
1: oh yeah you did and they so grabbed by the ghoulies you did play as a human
3: I mean, so I don't know, like this Banjo-Kazooie.
2: Three, what is it called, Nuts and Bolts? Uh, yeah. Collect. Yeah, Nuts and Bolts.
3: Although that was always an Xbox exclusive, right? So I, well, I I'm think a, it didn't
2: start... I, mean,
3: no, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I, does this game star a bear and bird? <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, hey! Does this game heavily focus on like vehicle building? No. Okay. So wait, <laughs>
2: So I mean, Banjo-Kazooie did end up on the Xbox 360 as an exclusive. Eventually. Yeah, I, I went back in 100% of that game. Not that so many it, years did this ago. Game come out originally on a cartridge. Yes. All right. So it's just Banjo-Kazooie
3: or or Banjo-Tooie. Banjo-y.
2: Yes,
0: Is this one the of first
2: them. of its name in a series. No. All right. <laughs> did it come out after the year 2000?
0: Yes, that's 15. <laughs> all, right. all right all right is all right, this right, right,
2: right. banjo tooie good sir
0: <laughs> yes it is banjo nicely job. yeah I was now, hoping... it's
2: usually hard for us to get it those if we don't go from the xbox backwards because if we go from the 64 we get thrown off by the year because it came out after 2000 right yeah
0: 2000 nintendo 64 and then the hd version 2009 on 360 i went back and played That's... both those games mm.
2: yeah, yeah yeah they were they were Set had such a high frame rate on the 360 that I felt a little woozy sometimes in them.
4: Hmm. Ban- I, keep to,
1: I keep trying to convince Tim Schaefer to make a new banjo game, but oh, he doesn't want to because he's oh man, that's he's, so funny, Ryan. He's making he's making original things, which I yeah. can't blame him for. But yeah, he would be course. the perfect he, he and his team at Double Fine would be the perfect people to, to do this.
3: Yeah. yeah, that would be good. I don't, I don't, Tui, I think it's not as good. It's not the classic that Kazooie is
2: sure. I, I, I love both of them. This one has some pretty cool heights in it, not as many great levels, but like I really like the fire and ice mountain. It's really mm-hmm.
0: cool. This is a cool can, time.
2: Well, multiplayer.
0: It was a cool time when these HD versions of these Nintendo 64 yep. games were coming to Xbox Live, like Perfect Dark was. So was, that's such a great version of that game. Yeah. Yep.
3: That's what that's what I was going to say, even though I don't love 2 that much, it benefited so much from that port just because it ran at like 12 frames per second on the N64.
2: This had a four player split screen first person shooter mode.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It was in that era of like cramming every single thing in that you can.
2: Yeah, this is one level I didn't like the carnival level. It was just kind of like bland and, and a lot of backtracking. A lot of it was so good.
3: I also love the commitment to just lore and continuity in Banjo-Tooie. We're like, Mario games don't give a shit if like you played the last Mario game, where it's like Banjo-Tooie directly follows Kazooie and like all the characters. are like like you need like it's like it's like a direct story sequel, which is just weird and unusual.
2: I really crave this style of game like I, I just I, I Like there's there's certain itches that even like God of War scratches with like the arena exploration areas, which you know do it for me. But like you know just this just there's just so many secrets and interesting intricacies to these levels, and I really miss that. Um, yeah, in games in general. I mean that's kind of what open world games are now. But it really worked compartmentalized in this one.
0: Mm. Yeah, we don't get these very often. Like Mario Odyssey is the last game of this type that we've Love done, it. right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Good example.
0: Which Ryan reviewed? Unfortunately,
2: ukulele, I I thought was just it just didn't end up being like fun for some reason. Like it had a lot of great elements to it.
1: It didn't have. Yeah, I don't know if it was a budget thing, like they didn't have, or or what it was, but it just didn't get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was missing something.
0: Anyway, nicely job. Uh, Well done, everyone. Thank you for the suggestion, John. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for video game 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Ryan for joining us today. Uh, Everybody check out Podcast Unlocked if you have not before. Uh, Another excellent podcast hosted by Ryan. Thank you you to Tayo working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop and we're out.